0: favorite, by the way. If you're a f***ing 22-year-old life coach, get the f*** out of here right now. You got your perspective. I just want to be happy. Don't you want to be happy?
1: So Sydney, if you could, give mad, mad love to Gary Vaynerchuk! Can't do it. So won't oh, you can't take a stroll with Mika? I'm stress off me Omika because I can make you scream. I can make you scream. Thank you. Just yeah.
0: Thank Just you. What up? You can, you can sit. Thank you. What up, Sydney? <laughs> Thank you. Big shout out to everybody in the back. The best part about doing that is it takes like two minutes for the sound to get up here. Uh, Super excited to be here, thank you so much. Lot to cover this afternoon, looking forward to the Q&A that we have. Uh, But really just wanted to start with a couple of key pillars really around the opportunity at hand. For me the thing that's really in my mind constantly over the last three to four months is that literally everything that's about to come out of my mouth the biggest religions that I have around business and and being a human, just literally everything that I believe wasn't possible for our grandparents. This internet thing, and we'll get into social and tactics and a million other things, but this internet thing is enormous It's much bigger than everybody in this conference hall realizes, including the guy that's delivering this speech right now. And the truth is, it's in a sweet spot. If you look at real estate, if you look at the printing press, if you look at the invention of television, or when people explore new territories, countries, opportunities, those moments are really interesting because they all take very different timelines and you've got people who get a lot of upside in the very beginning, but there's a lot of casualties. I mean, like, literally discovering a new land, literally landing on a new land, there's people that have to taste weird berries, and some of those die because they're poisonous. (laughs) And so, like, there's risk in the beginning. I launched an e-commerce, you know, (laughs) it's so funny right now, as a lot of you know, because of Shopify and Instagram and other things, e-commerce selling stuff, especially for influencers who are now getting into merchandise, is becoming like this thing, and everyone's like, oh, e-commerce, and I literally think to myself, my God, I launched an e-commerce wine business in 1996, when a lot of these influencers weren't even born yet, so I've been through the early stages of the opportunity of the internet, But this moment, late 2018, what excites me, especially in the context of me having to give a speech, is regardless of where you are in your career, how much money you make, how much uh, ambition you have, how old you are, what you do, do you work for somebody, do you not, are you in school? Like, what? no matter what the circumstances for everybody in this event, the one thing that we are all completely bound by are two things that continue to run through my head. Number one, attention, right? The one thing that everybody here has to amass is the other person's attention. Regardless of your ambition here, whether it's to build a business, to run for political office, to raise money for a nonprofit. the one thing that is guaranteed, how many people here are in B2B businesses? Raise your hand, just raise them high, right? And B2C? And how many people, by show of hands, here work for a company? Raise your hands. Great. So like regardless of those three very, very different hand raises, attention is the one thing that we're all bound by because we all need it to achieve whatever we want. The other thing we're all completely tied to, regardless of our circumstance right now, is our timing. We're all here, right now, here. And let me tell you about here and right now for all the things that people are cynical about and on for the internet, the the fact that people think social media leads to all these negativities, bullying and other all these things, regardless of how you look at it, the flip side is remarkably true. The opportunity to do what you want to do and be happy is far greater in an internet world where the internet is the middleman, not an actual human being or a company. We are living through a time where literally this is the game. And to me, that is remarkable because it's completely democratized our opportunity. The biggest reason most people in this auditorium tonight are not winning to where they want to be is far more on themselves than on the outside forces. The reason I'm remarkably happy as a human being is because my favorite word and the framework of my life and how I navigate it is accountability. I am stunned by the fact that most people haven't wrapped their head around the fact that accountability is what actually leads to happiness. I'm also stunned that people still think money is a parallel to happiness. You know, if I could achieve anything tonight, it would be putting people in a place of understanding that the far majority of this room would be much happier making a $100,000 a year than making a million dollars a year. It doesn't make sense when you're not in either place, but it's remarkable to watch the world navigate. And as we start getting into far more interesting territories as humans around mental health and other things of that nature, I think we are on the early stages of having far more mature conversations about what are we doing on this planet and what actually puts us in a good place and I really genuinely believe that this is a remarkable time. I mean, I think for me, as you can imagine, when I stand up here, there really is only one ROI for me. Actually, there's two. One, I want to put things on film that are historically correct the reason I talk about everybody here buying Facebook ads and Instagram ads and creating content at scale and doing podcasts and influencer marketing and all that detailed stuff, the the reason I put it out selfishly is because it's all going to be looked upon five to 10 years from now as an underpriced execution during this era, right? Amazon, a company I'm completely fascinated by, was the biggest spender on Google in the first five to seven years of that platform, they used those ads that were underpriced to it become one of the biggest companies in the world. I am able to have 3,500 people come to a conference in Australia on the other side of the world on the back of executing on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram properly. It's not super complicated. The concept's not complicated. I often refer to the concept similar to being in good shape. Like, being in good shape is super basic. Eat well and exercise, face, right? The problem isn't the thesis. The strategy is not the problem. The problem is cupcakes are delicious. Right? So to me, it's no different than what I think about everybody should be doing here for their business or the way they should be marketing. I can sit here and I've pounded it. can. Cons- How many people here consume my content on the internet? Raise your hands. Cool. I've pounded the thesis down your throat over the last two years at scale in video form, in picture form, in written form, in audio form. Like I'm trying to like like you know three. I'm trying to create new ways to be in forms to say the same, thing. which is, which is, <laughs> got a little close there, buddy. Which is uh, which is very simply, this is what holds the attention of our society, and I'm sure there's people sitting in this audience that say their customers aren't on it or their age group isn't on it, but the data's very clear that between Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube, you are going to be able to reach, and and by the way, one of the remarkable things of coming to this amazing country is that my thesis on what's happening is actually even a better deal in Australia than it is in the US because in the US some companies are starting to figure it out which makes the prices go up. The prices are remarkably underpriced. I mean literally, I don't care if you're a lawyer, a financial advisor, a real estate executive, a fitness influencer, you sell jump ropes, candy, I don't if you are not running ads on Facebook and Instagram at scale, you're making a huge mistake and please understand that I know many of you have run ads and they didn't work and it's because the ads, the videos and the pictures were your problem or the way that you segmented the media. There is no debate that the media itself is underpriced but you have to know how to use it. And so for me it's just a remarkable time. Like, Obviously if you follow me on Instagram, a place where I only have one minute to make a video, I've been much more into mindset and strategy on that platform and that's another place that I spend a lot of time on. In a world where I know the far majority of this room knows where I stand or what to do on social media to drive their business or their ambition, it's remarkable that so many of you don't do it. After spieling every day for years, I came to realize it's not about the education, it's about where they are here that is clearly dictating why they're not doing it. That started getting me into places around judgment and insecurities, the ways people were raised, just a million different variables. And I stand here today excited because I also believe for all the negativity, obviously as the world has become highly political, with all the way that people manifest a thing that I believe in the most Misery Loves company, so watching people actually, I mean guys, it is remarkable for me to watch people actually spend their time to go on somebody else's profile and say something about them. Like, how many people here have had somebody comment about them on a post in social, raise your hand. Cool. I just wanna really put this seed in your mind as somebody who gets thousands of comments about him on a daily basis. If somebody actually has the time to consume your content and then leave something shitty about you with their time, think about how fucked up their life actually is. I have never to this day felt bad for me when somebody leaves a comment I literally look at it and I feel bad for them because I never in a million years because of all the happiness that I have inside of me would waste two seconds saying something bad about somebody for no reason. And more importantly, and probably the thing that I need to spend a lot more time on is the word that drives my life is actually context, not content. I talk so much about content. The reason I am successful at what I do and my companies are successful and the companies I advise are successful and the people that follow are successful is because they're great at context, not just content. Clearly, if you don't have context on the other person, if you're not deploying empathy for the other person, if you're not worried about them, then you have no shot. It's really no different than giving a speech. The reason I'm a dominant public speaker and one of the best at what I do is because I'm far more worried in the next 32 minutes plus about delivering you value and giving stuff for you, not what I can get out of it for me. You know, some speakers get confused and they want your money. I don't want your money. I want you to win and then send me an email that you won. Understand? Because I don't need your money, because I know how to make money selling. I find a garage sales. (laughs) That's a whole nother keynote for another day. I'm so, I'm about to lose my mind. You're about to lose me into a very deep seed of garage selling and flipping on eBay. So I'll miss all of you. This might be my last speech. My friends, this is a remarkably special time and I'm completely convinced the far majority, and I mean 99% of this room, is going to regret it. I'm completely convinced about it. It's not fun for me to say that, but it's very obvious to me that humans take it for granted and are really bad at perspective and timing. The reason I push patience, how many people here are under 30? Raise your hands. Stand up if you're under 30. Don't be a d-ick, stand up. Let's first of all clap it up for all the youngsters in the room. Keep standing. You're young, you're not tired yet. If you're standing right now, you really have, to like. let's get into perspective and actual understanding. If you're standing right now, with the way that modern medicine is actually evolving, there is a very high percentage that you're gonna live three more lives that you've already lived, if not five. Like, do you understand why I struggle when people give up on a year or two in, or are upset that they haven't gotten there yet, three years in when you faces are about to live four more lives? I'm being serious. Like you're literally going to live four more lives, five more, like from the day you were born that you cannot remember to right this second, you're about to do that three to four more times. You can sit. Literally, literally, your biggest advantage is timing. For all the great things that I have in my life, I would literally give it up all of it, all of it, just to be 25. I would give up for 17 years, I'd give up everything I have because that's how valuable time is and the far majority of this room has time, time as their asset and every day, the number one asset they have, time, they give away by being impatient, mainly on the back of listening to society or their parents that they have to have their figured out at this age. The fact that people actually think at 18, 22, or 30, you have to have your figured out is ridiculous. Let me promise you, all those parents and uncles and grandparents that push down your throat that you have to figure it out by now, they still haven't figured it out. I mean it. So, this nonsense, this nonsense that you have to have it figured out at 18, 22, 30. You know how many people freak out at 30? How many people are 30 right now? That was crazy, right? Like people lose their at 30. Like meanwhile, they're a kid. And so I'm unbelievably um, aware lately that one of the, you know, people are always like, why do you wait? And I talk about my parents and not coming from anything. But the more that I live, I'm like, The reason I really win is because I understand time. And listen, I know I can get hit by a bus or get terminally ill, I get it. Here's the problem, that's far more unlikely for the majority of us. The math works in your favor and we are stunningly not patient. Patience has been the foundation of my success. Patience, adversity, these are the foundations of my success. How many people under 28, raise your hands? Major, half this room, guys, gals, at 28 years old, I was in the basement of a liquor store packing wine in a box to ship. That's what I was doing for my career, 20 years. I was making $67,000 a year packing wine, shipping it out. I was the help. I was in a warehouse. Everybody now has to be like a entrepreneur, like life coach at 22 years old. That's my favorite, by the way. If you're a 22 year old life coach get the out of here right now get the out I'm gonna pay you $5,000 a month to tell me how to live you idiot stupid that's the same by the way it works both ways parents I love parents who on, I'm so tired of people shitting on millennials you know who shits on millennials the that parented them Like, like they're entitled. No, you wanted to give them eighth place trophies. (laughs) So stupid. (sighs) The number one thing, practical, that you can get out of this talk, go home and start doing, is realize that if you're not communicating to the world, then you're in trouble. (laughs) Because attention is the asset. And whether you're producing content or you're running advertising, if you're not doing one of those two things, you're actually really vulnerable. My biggest concern is there's a lot of people here who are actually having a good year. How many people here are having their best year in their business? Raise your hands. That's phenomenal, excites the out of me. It also scares me to no end because if you're winning without the stuff that I believe in, it means that you're vulnerable. The reason you're seeing videos of me pop up talking about Toys R Us or Sears or other thing in trouble and now it makes me look really smart is because seven or eight years ago, they weren't doing the things that I knew they had to do to be successful today, that became their vulnerability. If you're selling a ton of homes or you're getting more clients than ever or whatever it is, whatever success you're having, If you're doing that without producing a high volume of content every day on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, YouTube or a podcast, you're immediately right this second vulnerable because somebody else is going to and over time they will take your audience, they will. And so I highly recommend that the tangible thing that you do from this talk is that you realize that you have to go home and figure out how you're going to communicate to the world. I decided 18 months ago the way I was going to communicate to the world was I was going to be documented living my life and then post producing that 12 hours of video into video, audio and written word because that's how we all, you know, consume. I mean people, you know, I talk so digital for years people made fun of me they're like Gary B, you talk about being so digital, why do you still write books? I'm like because people read them. (laughs) I may not read them, but I'm not the person I care about. The audience is what I care about. And so if you like to consume content while you're walking your dog or running in the morning, then I'm going to produce a podcast. If you like to sit down with a glass of wine or beer and watch video, well then I'm gonna produce video and I'm gonna put it on Facebook and YouTube and Roku and anywhere else I can upload that. On, because the number one thing you should never do is create friction for your audience. Do you know how many of you are misplaying it because you've stopped posting anywhere but Instagram because that's where your biggest audience is? You've become fundamentally 100% vulnerable to a platform. Go speak to all the people that up on MySpace how that works out. So... The number one thing you need to do is deploy self-awareness about yourself and how you want to communicate and what you want to communicate. The, the really important part about this is video is absolutely the holy grail, but many people here don't want to or feel uncomfortable being on video, and that is super fine. Forcing yourself will always lose. It is always going to be a self-awareness. What do I like the most? Because the reality of trying to be successful is super fascinating. Everybody has the ambition or thought process of living a 1% life, but the far majority have no interest in putting in the work ethic of the 1% that is required for that life. And that's fine. You know, another thing that's a complete contradiction is how many people I know that are far happier when their business, The amount of people, and I've really looked at a lot of businesses at this point, you know, hundreds of thousands probably over the last 20 years because of my investing career, there's so many people that have a business that makes them 200,000 a year, they want to grow, and then when it goes to 280,000, they went from extremely happy to miserable on that small of a delta. You know, please, please, in a success world, please understand that success is happiness, not, net dollars in. I literally replied to, I have a ridiculously funny post on Instagram right now, Right, like my last post about me garage-sailing, and a lot of the comments were like, literally things like, I don't get it. Why is somebody who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars going out there and buying things for a dollar and selling it for 15 bucks? And I literally am in there. like on the road here, like replying to some of you when I'm gonna be on stage and replying in Instagram to kids that are asking me that, I'm replying, happiness. I, Gary, as a human, get dramatically happier when I go to a garage sale and buy something worth 20 bucks for a dollar and get the high of discovering it and knowing that I'm gonna pay a dollar and sell it for 20 than I do when I land a seven million dollar deal for VaynerMedia. And by the way, there's no comparison that's just who i am and that is what i'm going to drive towards and so please be very self-aware and also the reason that works the reason i was able to be 27 and make 64 you know because people take it out of context i just told that little story and a bunch of you were like yeah cuz you got hundreds of millions of dollars you don't understand i was the same dude at 27 making 64,000 a year that made me happy then that's what it is happiness is so Important. I'm so obsessed with it right now and I hate that success and entrepreneurship and all this stuff have been put on a pedestal. Do you understand that most people think they need to make a million dollars a year to be like winning? Meanwhile, in America, one of the richest countries in the world, $440,000 is the entry into the 1%. We have, we have success completely, completely misunderstood. We have success completely misunderstood. Let me tell you what success looks like when you wake up in the morning and you're happy. I believe in the internet because of the long tail. I don't think the internet, look, the internet does create the Ubers and the Snapchats and the Facebooks and they create these trillionaires, fine. What's amazing about the internet and where I really want to get your head is the long tail. How many people here work somewhere but really want to have their own business or hustle? Raise your hands. A lot. For me, the internet is for you. For me, if I sat down with these two dudes, the black shirt and the white shirt right in this third row and they both raised their hands, for me, it's not about, if I was sitting down with you for three hours, it's not about coming up with a business that's gonna do 10 million bucks, it's about understanding how much money you make now working a job, what you spend your money on to live and trying to figure out how quickly you can get into a place where you don't have to work in a job. One more time, how many hands work somewhere but want to do their own thing? Raise your hands. More than half this audience. Meanwhile, let me tell you why most of the hands that just went up will never get there. They buy dumb (laughs) Do you know how many people here literally drive cars to impress people that they hate? People literally going in debt or getting further from leaving the job they don't like to do something that will make them happy because they have to buy a certain car that has a logo that impresses people that they despise. Do you understand how that is? Do you know how many people here live in homes where they don't use more than half the rooms in the house? Like, We are so fundamentally in a vortex that makes no sense that I am unbelievably passionate understanding how much money you make and what you can do to get off of it. But the problem is, again, people are doing so many things to keep up with the Joneses, to make it look like they're successful, to appease their parents, and a million other things that have nothing to do with themselves. And we need to change that game. And thank you. And the internet is the most likely thing. The internet is a place where you can make $54,000 a year just talking about peanut butter. This is important, guys. This is super duper important what I'm talking about. The internet, unlike the real world, is a place where the long tail gets rewarded. The long tail. The reason I'm on this ridiculous to many people garage sale hustle thing is because the quickest way, by the way, because I knew I was gonna be here, do you know how crazy it is, especially in a market like this where eBay, because Amazon wasn't here, is even more mature and ahead? Do you understand how crazy it is that if you went to the clearance aisles of your five biggest retailers in Australia, bought things on clearance, went home, relisted it, and posted on eBay that the far majority of this audience could make between fifty dollars to $100,000 a year just on doing that for nine to 10 hours a day. Meanwhile, everybody's sitting here with the next big app that's gonna be the next Uber for lawnmowers. The thing that has made me successful far more than my passion or my energy is my disproportionate practicality. Most people want to look the part of an entrepreneur that came up with the next Supreme or Adidas brand or the next Uber or Facebook, yet are $40,000 in debt working a job that they hate and literally, if they went to the five discount stores that dominate this market, buy things on clearance, go home, take a picture with their phone and upload to eBay and then when people buy it go to the post office and ship it they would be able to get out of debt and get into a financial place but people don't want to do that because they don't want to be judged for that being their hustle. Most people in this room in this world would rather lose looking like they're doing something successful than win and be judged for doing something that seems dorky. Facts. And that leads me to the thing that I matter the most, which is why you are living your life based on other people's opinions. If I could punch every person's mom in the face in this audience, I would. (laughs) It's scary to me how much pressure parents put on their kids and use them as products to look good to the other parents that they're spending their time on when it is not in the best interest of their kid's happiness. It's just a real broken system, it's really unfortunate, and I am the byproduct of parents that went the other way, which really allowed me to lean into the things I was passionate about, even though in the 90s in America, immigrant kids were supposed to get straight A's. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw my report card, that thing is ugly. (laughs) That is the reason I get to stand here today, because I had nothing, so I had adversity, because the quickest way not to win in life is have too much when you start and two, I was able to breathe. I am here, and I promise, if you really study me, all I'm doing, and it took me a little while to realize it, is all I'm doing is I'm trying to do to the world what my parents did to me. I feel such a level of guilt and gratitude, a mix of the two, of how I had it, that all I'm trying to do with my popularity or my attention is create the shield for you to point to, do you know how happy it makes me how many people use my content to show to the person they're fighting with internally or subconsciously to give them the air cover to do the thing they wanna do? That makes me feel incredible. It's the great gift of my life that a lot of people use my content to give them permission to do the thing that they wanna do. And that is what drives me to fly across the whole world and keep doing it that is unbelievably fulfilling. I'm gonna get mine. I have news for everybody. I got mine long before I got on stage and started doing stuff. I don't need to monetize my audience. There's no product that I'm gonna try to make you buy for the next 14 minutes. What I'm doing... (laughs) (laughs) What I'm doing is trying to be happy when I fly home in a couple of days, and read the emails from people, and by the way, I get them every day. Every day I get emails that start with, I was $47,000 in debt a year ago, and now I've got a business doing 300,000. I don't know why it took me four and a half years to finally do what you've been saying. And that's the thing, just so you understand what, you know, why, I love when people are like, Gary Vee, like the comments are just so fun. Gary V. like, you bro, you repeat the same shit. I'm like, Because it's right. (laughs) The reason I keep repeating it, the reason I believe in it, is because I know for so many of you, even though you've seen it 87 times, this moment in real life, at this time, might be the time it happens. That's how it actually works. This is a game of perspective. Either you understand what's happening or not. Do you know how many people have defaulted into thinking this is a terrible time? My friends, this is the greatest time to be a human being in the history of Earth. I mean, I'm, I don't know what else to tell you. This is like math, this is not my opinion. This is what's going on with genocide and health, life expenses, like this is the best. Like for all the that we have with racism and, and a lot of, terror, we've got plenty of shit. Meanwhile, they had the Black Plague. Meanwhile, they had World War II. Meanwhile, they had real shit. And we sit around and complain about the dumbest shit in the world. People complain about like getting the wrong milk in their coffee from a barista, <laughs> or that your this is my your Wi-Fi is a little slower than normal. <laughs> like you're upset, you can feel the speed is a little lower, or or my or you got a few less likes than you're usually getting on a post. Like the stuff that we actually spend time on is fascinating to me. It is a complete and utter lack of perspective. And so, I spend all my time trying to contextualize what's actually happening. And what's actually happening is, the internet is finally mature enough that it's at such a scale that literally every person in this room can win and not at the expense of anybody else in this room, because the long tail is that huge if they're willing to lean into things that most people aren't willing to lean into. Humility getting quiet in their head from everybody else's judgment. Patience as Patience as Nobody has ever built anything meaningful overnight. People have inherited money. You can win the lotto. It happens, but not for the 99.9%. And all of this is available to every person here if they're willing to figure out how they communicate to the world. And now the most important part, I laughed at you, you know why? Because a lot of you commented about this conference today during the day. Some of you complained that people came up here and sold. Right? I am a weird dude. I decided to look at everybody here who complained about people up here to sell, and I decided to audit their social media profiles, their Facebook pages and Twitter accounts. <laughs> Let me tell you about all the people that complained that people came up here and sold. Every post out of their mouth on their Facebook is selling. It's funny. It's hypocrisy at scale. People on other people selling, yet every post out of their mouth is buy this. My favorite, one person here complaining has all, every post is come for my free assessment, (laughs) which is their sales pitch. And so, I highly recommend everybody here starts really becoming religious about empathy. You wanna really win in life? Figure out what empathy is and practice it. And I have no idea how to teach it, but get it into your skull. The reason I sell so well is cause the only thing I think about is the audience. Not what's in it for me, what's in it for them. That will always work. The reason I have a good organization and culture is because I work for 900 people, not they work for me. The biggest mistake that many of you will make within an organization is when you go from doing to being a manager, you think you've made it and now people work for you. That's the beginning of you working for them. And so we are really in desperate need of perspective. And so what you may want to do is not actually strategize your Instagram post based on how many followers or likes you're gonna get, but maybe actually, weirdly, maybe just one time it would be a good idea to think what the few people that decided to follow you actually get out of you putting that picture up. Maybe that will work. You wanna build a audience? It's not gonna be engagement groups or fake followers or all the other hacks that everybody wants to figure out to have the perception of having 4,000 or 10,000 or 100,000 fans. It's actually putting in the work to create a meaningful community based on you actually bringing them value. How about that for a strategy? And another thing while I'm on that, for so many people that are complaining that they don't have a big enough audience, how do you have the audacity to wish for more fans when you don't go into your own comments when you only get 17 of them and reply to the people that are already part of your community? From 2007 to 2011, when nobody knew who I was and Twitter was the platform of the day, I spent every day replying to every single tweet that made a mention of me and used to go to sleep at three and four o'clock in the morning until I completely got to everybody and that's how I built my foundation. People want the glitz and the glamour and the caviar but they're not willing to eat Period. If, if you, I mean, if you don't understand how this actually plays out, there is no shortcut. There's no hack, there's no tip, there's just the work. My favorite are the fitness influencers on Instagram. They figured it out in fitness, that you know, they eat well, they work out every day, they're so disciplined, yet for their business or their social media following, they're looking for the shortcut. The shit they make fun of that people do in health they're doing in social and in business. It's cliche, I see it every day. My friends, please understand what I'm about to tell you. Social media's golden era will go away. Just like search engine's golden era went away and email's golden era went away. Everything we're talking about right now is in the prime of its career. The prime, like an athlete or a supermodel at the apex. Over the next decade or two, it will lose its throne. Most likely, in my opinion, to voice devices like Alexa and Google, which are gonna steal our attention because of the level of convenience it brings to our lives. But visual is always gonna play and it will always have a place, just like email, not as good as it was in 1997, but still an outrageously effective way to sell and market even to this day. It's not like it's gonna die, it's just not gonna be as awesome as it is right now. You're sitting here, If you're at this conference, you're paying attention to what I'm saying. Now my question is, are you really gonna allow me to make fun of you in seven years for not doing anything about it? Because I promise you, in seven years, most of my content is gonna be on 98% of this room for not doing anything about 2017, 18, 19, and 20. Please don't let me on you. Please. I'm gonna go into very hardcore tactics quickly. Yesterday in Melbourne, I talked about this and somebody started doing it on the spot, DM'd me, and has already had a bigger return on their business in one day than everything they've been doing in social for a year. Influencer marketing is grossly underpriced. People don't know how to price themselves to take a picture with your product or service or give you a shout out. Some people are grossly overpriced, some are underpriced. But how many people here sell a physical product? Raise your hands. Everybody who just raised their hands, if you're not spending 25% of all your marketing budget on influencers on Instagram, you're leaving an incredible opportunity on the table. They will sell product for you. How do you do it at scale? You spend five to seven hours a day or have an employee do it and you DM people one by one by one by one until Instagram blocks you and you have to wait to start again. And you ask them how much it would cost for them to take a picture with your physical product. Whether that's an umbrella, or a sneaker, or a tea or a jam, or whatever the hell you sell. You ask them how much it costs. How do you figure out if it's a good deal or a bad deal? You try. I don't know your businesses, maybe you start with 100 bucks, maybe 1,000, maybe 10,000. But you try, always negotiate, it's like a garage sale, always offer less than they ask, see what happens, and then just see what happens to your business. You have to taste. There's no metric, you have to learn. Susie takes a picture with your shoe, you sell 800 shoes, that's a really good deal for 800 bucks. Susie takes a picture with your shoe, you sell one shoe, that was a bad deal for 1,000 bucks you have to get into the rhythm of doing. So many people in this room, and I promise you when I say this room, I mean the whole world. Everybody's talking about theories and strategies and concepts and nobody's actually doing. Do you know how many of you here have opinions on influencer marketing or Instagram story ads or Facebook but you've never run them? You're pontificating. I'm looking for practitioners. I'm trying to figure out who in this room is going to be a practitioner. Instagram story swipe up ads. Instagram story swipe up ads are amazing. If you have a business or trying to accomplish something, buy Instagram story ads. What's even better about them is they have the ability to have a functionality that you can swipe up and send you to a landing page, which for a lot of you who are salespeople, not marketers, is very effective. The reason so many of you love Google AdWords, the reason so many of you dislike Facebook marketing is because you're not a marketer, you're a salesperson. You're looking for an ROI on every dollar you spend every time. That's sales. That's not marketing and branding. The reason I win is I market and brand. I'm not looking for anything in the short term. I'm trying to build brand. The reason so many of you don't get the goals that you're wanting is you're looking for an ROI right away to prove that it works. Meanwhile, every piece of clothes being worn right now was done by brand, not by sales. The Yankees didn't cookie you and make you buy that hat. They established a brand over the last 100 years. That's the game and please understand today and this afternoon, are you a marketer or a salesperson? And do not be embarrassed if you're a salesperson. I'm a salesperson sometimes too. I have a wine project coming and I'm gonna sell my arms off in November and December that's fine, but I also know that when I'm selling, like a sneaker or a wine, I'm losing brand because that's the trade-off, finding that cadence. The reason I try to bring so much value is I'm trying to build up so many equity that when I ask and don't expect and I convert some, that the people that didn't want it still stick around because I brought them so much value. As a matter of fact, even better, when you really get great at it, you get the emails that I get, which is people buying that they don't need because they feel guilty by all the value that I gave them. Brand. But most of all, most of all, Sydney, please do me a favor. Please understand the moment. Please understand that so many of you have so many options at your fingertips if you actually figured out what I'm about to say is true. I put out over 100 pieces of content a day in video, written word, audio, podcast, Facebook, LinkedIn, Medium, my website, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Stories, Snapchat, a day. And I'm not putting out enough content by a mile. I stand here today in front of you and I confess that I am not producing enough content even close, even close. And I'm producing 100 pieces of content, meaningful content, a day, think about how much trouble I think you're in. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Contextual content that matters to the person that's seeing it. Everybody that follows you or the ads that you spend, most of that group breaks down into 20 to 50 different demographic and psychographics. 42-year-old white women that live in Sydney making $400,000 a year is a very different person than a 19-year-old that lives in Brisbane and makes eight bucks an hour, yet most people make content for them and just put it out and try to see what happens. The reason my content is the same but slightly different based on the platform is because the psychology of the person who's consuming it is very different on LinkedIn than it is on Instagram. Please leave this conference and understand that you do not make enough content and that content is the gateway drug to every ambition that is in your body and that this is the golden era of the underpriced nature of the platform. Please become a practitioner. Please go home and use Google and YouTube to educate yourself on how to run ads and how to make content at scale across every platform because it is fundamentally the quickest way to get there. And then when you make the content, Make it about the audience, not about your selfish desires. That very simple strategy, if you listened very carefully for the last minute and six seconds, that very simple strategy, because of the long tail of the abundance of opportunity around whatever niche or passion you have is 100% the way you can win the next decade and I'm just devastated that so many people aren't taking advantage of it out of cynicism and being in the no business. So many of you through your heads are telling yourself and me right now why that won't work for your business or you and it's and you're wrong. So please stop doing it and please make my 30 hour trip to this country worthwhile. Thank you Sydney, thank you so much. We're gonna do Q and A now. Thank you. Give me a hand, Sydney. Give me a hand. Thank you. Thank you. I have no idea why the you're leaving. The Q and A is the best part. You better be go take a because you shouldn't leave. <laughs> cool. Let's do it.
1: All right. Question number one comes from Nigel. Okay. He says, here to see Gary V live, question Gary, what's more important to focus on in building a great business, personal brand or business brand?
0: Nigel, they both can work, right? Like I work and that's great, but Coca-Cola works, Nike works, GE works, like both work. I think self-awareness of what you might be better at is probably a better way to go about it. Does it come more natural for you to build brand around yourself or around your business. I've done both. I built a monster brand for Wine Library, well above its means for the money that I had, and I've built a great brand for myself. I like them both. Um, The one nice thing about building a personal brand is it transfers to other areas if you change the kind of business you want to do. A lot of people get scared that if they're a financial advisor now and later they start a, a, a toy company, that it doesn't map, but the attention transfers. And so both will work.
1: Yeah, very good. Next question comes from Leon. He said, what did you find helps you work in the dirt without neglecting the clouds?
0: Leon, the clouds never get neglected in my definition of clouds and dirt because it's the reason you do and it's what you're trying to aspire to do. For me, I know the way that I will achieve all my goals is to get my hands dirty and put in the work in the dirt. So many people are so fascinated by, I mean, there was a kid last night who like broke through, like, you know, like, like all. I mean, the guy should be a like Navy SEAL. He broke through all the things and he's there twice. And I'm like leaving last night's event and I'm, we're talking for a few minutes. I'm giving him some time. And he goes to me, but Gary, I envision myself in palaces and bulletproof cars. And I was like, cool, man, like, great. Like, like, do you, like, I could tell he was scared to say that to me because he knew I wanted to punch him in his <laughs> But I said to him, I'm like, cool, Mazel tov, like, you do you, I don't But the problem is, if you're daydreaming about yachts and bottles and massages and diamonds and all this then that's just what you're doing. You're daydreaming. Leon, the reason I can focus on the dirt is because there's no alternative. Nobody wins without putting in the work.
1: Yeah, very good. For those of you that aren't familiar with the Dirt and Cloud reference, it's actually to his shoes, the Gary v 003. So if you don't have them, you probably want to get a pair. Next question comes from Leon. When did you decide to try a new social platform or rule it out as a fad, for example, Musical.ly or IGTV? Leon, that's
0: a really good question. Leon, for that, I basically just wait till it has 20, 30, 40, 50 million, 100 million followers consistently. Right, I never, like I loved when Peach came out or Vero, when Vero came out, everybody DM'd me like, Gary, Vero's the next big thing, and I'm like, cool, let's wait for it to be the next big thing, because I don't believe that I need to be first on a platform, I just think I need to be best. I wasn't first on Instagram, I wasn't first on Twitter, I was first on Twitter and YouTube, that's actually, I was early, but it was still being best. I'm never scared, like you could always come later, a year and a half ago, I had 80,000 followers on Instagram. Like putting in the right work got me to 4.3 million followers. But that's even besides the point because that's a vanity metric. It's like just building an audience. I wasn't first to podcast. Like this is a game about best. The reason I win the best game often, and I'll say it again, and I think this will make sense to you based on today's day. I'm here for you because if I'm here for you, I'm gonna get mine. If you actually give. About your customer and your audience, you'll get yours. I promise. The problem is, 95% of people aren't. They're doing. Do you know how many people are doing a job or a company right now because they heard there's money in it? (coughs) How many people here chasing cryptocurrency and don't even know what the blockchain means? (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) And you're faking. By the way, let me tell you about life. You're fooling nobody. Let me tell you what actually happens in life when you play the part on Instagram or you think you know something about something and you don't. You trick the 90% of people that don't matter and you lose credibility in perpetuity with the 10% of people that run So for all the young hustlers that think fake it till you make it's gonna work, for a minute, faking and negativity and the wrong thing always does quite well at halftime it just always loses the game sleep on that Mm.
1: next question hey i'm a polish dancer and content creator who travels the world my question is should i speak english in my vlogs think global and be one of the hundreds travel creators or should i speak my native language knowing there's a niche (sighs)
0: that's a really good question you know, I, they both can work. I'm a big believer in subtitles. I've now been very active in producing my content in Arabic and, and Portuguese and in Mandarin. It's really working for me. You're gonna get more traction speaking English for sure from a global standpoint, but I what's up? My question. So, you know, <laughs> I think I think you'll get you'll get a broader I don't I don't think the fear of everybody else's speaking English and then you're one of many. I don't believe that the language is necessarily the biggest, you know, variable in your success or not. I think there's a couple ways to do it. I, th- I mean, you know, one of the things you can do is speak your native Polish and have English translation and subtitles over it. I would go the other way. If it was me, I would go with English and then I would transcribe and everything into subtitling into Polish and other languages. You got it, brother.
1: Very good. Give him a hand. Next one comes from Zach. Hey, Gary, I love all you do. I was just wondering about strategies to deal with the pressures of being caught between loved ones, for example, family and partners, wanting the majority of your time in the hustle, the dream, and the goals. Thanks, Gary. Is hustle greater than family?
0: Family is everything, brother. Hustle is not greater than family. But here's the problem. For one to be selfless and bring value to their family, they have to be happy. So, you know, I'm very passionate about this. It's not the popular politically correct current conversation, but I genuinely believe that the majority of people need to make themselves happy first so that they can be a great partner and family member. You conforming to a family that may think a job is more stable or that you need more relaxation or whatever it may be because they're not on fire or passionate about what they do is always going to lead to resentment. And so... I don't think it's hustle over family. I think it's yourself over family, which then allows you to deliver for family.
1: Very good. Next question comes from Norman. Was there ever a time when you thought that you would fail? And if so, how did you overcome that?
0: Norman, I think I'm going to, I think I can potentially fail at any moment. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. You're only as good as your last at bat. Um, So, there's always a sense in the back of my mind that I could fail. It's why I've always really, really resonated, even though I grew up a much bigger boxing fan and I'm still a bigger boxing fan, there's something I love about mixed martial arts is that everybody takes an L, right? Like, it's just like, and I think that if you're in business for yourself, I mean, how many people here are entrepreneurs and have been for over five years successfully? Like, you know, a lot of us know, like it's lonely as Like, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning this morning because there's some going in my LA office. I had to cancel a trip to Hawaii next week for a conference that I really wanted to go to because I have to go to LA and fix it. When you're an entrepreneur, you own your, you're a firefighter. You're the last line of defense. I always think I can fail. It's the reason I'm great. I think it's like a fighter. You go in there and you know that any moment, even if you're a much better fighter than the other person, one punch can change the outcome. And that's what I think entrepreneurship is. I wake up every morning knowing that one punch that I didn't see coming can change the outcome of everything that I've been doing. And that puts me on an edge uh, that I like. I like being awake and and focused and, and most importantly, I like that level of humility. I genuinely, I promise you here, out of every person here, even if you sit here and your friend brought you and you didn't like me and you think I'm Nobody thinks less of themselves. Nobody thinks less of me in this room than me. I mean that. If I'm just unbelievably not high on my own supply. I appreciate the admiration. I understand what's happening with me. But I promise you, if you could read my insides on a piece of paper, I stand up here knowing I'm not and tomorrow it can all go away unless I continue to execute. And I, I play on that edge every day. And I appreciate and I'm flattered, but I'm not f- confused.
1: There's a big difference. Big difference, man. Next question comes from. Which
0: really f- with me because yeah. 99% of people, no, really, because 99% of people that I see that aren't even close to doing the sh- that I'm doing get one little headline or have a viral day or have one person with a blue check follow them and they think they're special. If you think you're special, you're finished. I mean, it's important to have confidence, but don't get delusional. It is absolutely your vulnerability. And let me remind everybody under 32 in this room, you have not faced a bad economy in your entire life. So you have not been punched in the face in a macro way yet. So whatever you think you are, you're playing in a fake. Environment. you haven't done You're in the minor leagues, boy.
1: How, how do you stay from being disillusioned that way, for, for you?
0: It's really simple, I genuinely wake up and think like I nothing mattered that I did yesterday, <laughs> like I might not be seeing, something. I'm sharp, I'm like completely convinced that like cool, but like I said something recently that caught a lot of people's attention when I say get quiet, I talk about get quiet from the haters, don't listen to your, anybody, right? But I think the part that people didn't understand it is I meant the compliments too. All this love and admiration, I, you can't imagine how good it feels, but it's not penetrating my operating system.
1: Mm. Really good. Next question comes from Michelle. Why did you choose to offer your amazing business advice and knowledge at the simple price of a seminar ticket or purchasing your book, free Instagram posts, and YouTube videos when others are charging people huge money for courses with the same information?
0: Because I'm dramatically more talented than them, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) I, I took a business. You know, I always tell people, like, I love when people try to find reasons to not listen to me or to tell their friend that likes my stuff not to listen to me. They always try to go to the fact that I had a family business and they make up in their own head that isn't true. Like, people like, I mean, I've seen it for years. Well, his dad gave him three million dollars. The business was doing three million bucks. Well, he had a head start. I left at 34 years old with no money to my name because I spent the first 12, 13 years of my career building my family's business for my parents and I left with no equity in the business. Right, so Michelle, I took a business that was doing $3.7 million in business and grew it to a $60 million business in eight years with no money, no venture capital, no credit lines. I just operated like a maniac and built a huge business. I think people are very confused about VaynerMedia. Let me tell you about corporate life. Corporate world doesn't believe in social media and it doesn't give a fuck about Gary Vee, the wine guy who was on Twitter in eight years, and really in nine years, really seven, because the first two years I wasn't active in VaynerMedia, in seven years I took a business that didn't exist, selling something to this day that companies don't want to buy, and I grew it from zero to $150 million revenue business, I'm a talented businessman, so I don't need to monetize you for my wealth creation. I do what I do here to be the other part of my life, to get the high of, hey, listen, I love admiration and attention, and clearly I have that trait. But the, reason, the answer to your question, Michelle, is because I'm way more talented than they are and don't need your money.
1: <laughs> Next question comes from Jamie. I'm excited about creating my first Twitter account to ask Gary this question. That's awesome. I feel like it's not the opinion of others that bother me. It's the opinion of myself. So, are there any strategies for blocking out the negative opinion one's self can have about themselves?
0: Absolutely, Jamie. Either your mother or your father put that negative opinion about yourself in your head. Once you realize that that's true, then you stop putting on yourself and realize that somebody else made you do that, and you start the process of loving yourself. We are not born to think we. It is instilled in the insecurities or negativities of the people around us. The end. The end. So if you are sleeping at night and you're on yourself, you need to, first of all, and by the way, this doesn't mean you should hate your parents. They were doing that because that happened to them. You need to understand this is a very long game. But you need to understand that you do not have that opinion of yourself that was instilled in you and one of the biggest reasons I think people need to spend more time with positivity and consuming positivity and spending time with positive people is once you get into the practice of it, and please, I hate when people think positivity and optimism is delusion. (laughs) It's so fun, I'm with you, Like it's funny. People are like, oh, you're drinking the Kool-Aid or this and that. That's just negative people trying to bring you down to their level. Optimism and positivity is practical. Do you know how crazy it is that we're still on Earth? We've had bombs. If we're so evil, if we so bad, we would have been gone a long time ago. The human being is the most underrated thing in the world. The far majority of us are unbelievably good. It's scary, actually. And so... Yeah, Jamie, you need to understand that that voice is not in your head.
1: Yeah, very good. Keep
0: going if we have some. What's that? I got you, brother. Are you wearing a turtleneck? Dude, you've already won. I I mean, if you're not worried about being judged wearing a turtleneck in 2018, you're unstoppable, bro. You are unstoppable.
1: Yeah, baby. Turtleneck. Unroll it all the way up. Unroll this is it not all a man up. who gives a about everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Next question comes from Ashlyn. Hi, Gary. I D-Rock,
0: where are you? I need, I need to get a turtleneck. I need to wear one immediately. Please email the team.
1: Watch out, Brisbane. That question comes from Ashlyn. Hi, Gary. I haven't started using social media because I'm worried that anything I add will be more rubbish or noise that my valued customers will just pass. I feel stuck.
0: You know, Ashlyn, like, I, 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 you have to understand that opinions and different perspectives and points of view are unbelievably valuable. Like, I was say, when we landed here today, I made a video, but D-Rock it up, but it would have been really great. <laughs> it's true, right, D-Rock? It was corrupt, the file was corrupt. I don't know why, but that's on him. Anyway, (laughs) all of you missed out on a tremendous piece of content. And the basis of the content was very simple, which is, look, I have my opinions and passions and ideas, but I hope that everybody understands here, and ironically, in the last 20 minutes, maybe for some of you, you got to see a different part of my perspective, I don't think my opinion is any greater than yours. I don't have the audacity to think I'm right or special regardless of my results in the short term. They're just mine. They're my perspective, the end. And so, Ashley, I I really think you should share them because everybody else's is the same. And if you actually put it out, and this is why I push you so hard today to think about them, not you. Like, if you really, really, really put out for them. It's why we all overreact to when somebody shares something negative about themselves because we're so not accustomed to that and when they are doing that, it's being done for you as much as it's being done for them because it gives you another example. Everybody in here has something that they've never told the world that if they told them, they would eliminate that poison and breathe so much easier. The reason I love living such a transparent world and being filmed all the time and having all my admins and different people in my passwords and DMs and everything is it doesn't give me a place to hide, which is unbelievably powerful. The reason I love privacy going away is privacy is the shadows that creates negativity, not the reverse. Mm. I want everybody to walk around naked, that's wild. (laughs) I mean it.
1: Just turtlenecks though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Last question comes from Sam. Sam wants to know. 2019,
0: wh- Sam. Pre order now, baby.
1: When is your album dropping? <laughs> when is your album dropping?
0: Sam, the reason I spend so much time with emerging hip hop artists is because it's, it's twofold. One, I genuinely believe that hip hop culture is foundational to society. Uh, you know, I really understand that 36 year old white kids in middle America will act on something that happens in the hood in Atlanta 18 months earlier. It's just a framework. That's interesting to me, but more importantly, there's nothing, entrepreneurship in 2003, four, five, six looked like this. Now it's become a sport of affluence and students and posturing and coolness but hip-hop is still a grimy game of making a piece of art and trying to get people to hear it, and the ones that always win are spitting such truth to the current mindset and reality of their environment. That's what I do. That's what I just did for 50 minutes, so I associate with it so heavy. And the other thing is just for fun, much like watching Uber and Snapchat, I mean, the first time I went into Twitter's office, they had six employees. Yeah, it's just such an amazing, like I'm literally getting goosebumps. It's just wild. I was in the hotel room in Paris when Garrett Camp literally pitched the idea of Uber. Literally, I was in a hotel room in Paris and Garrett Camp, who was also the founder of StumbleUpon, so a man who's created two unbelievable plays and Uber being obviously so revolutionary, literally off, on a with a bottle of whiskey and eight people, he says hey, wouldn't it be cool to get a limo if, like from, just from your phone as soon as you needed it? And I remember thinking like, that's stupid. That's only for rich people. So I'm not always right either. But like that high of watching the world evolve, I'm getting the same sense for spending time with emerging hip-hop artists because if you get to spend time with Lil Wayne or Jay-Z or Drake six years before it happens, there's just a level of like that, I love that. I love being early in a lot of ways, uh, but most of all, the way they navigate the world is far more the way I navigate the world, at least in my head.
1: Very good, so you came all this way, any last words you wanna give Sydney or the folks that came here?
0: See, listen, here's where I'm at, <laughs> and you've heard me say this, and I know a lot of you resonated with this piece of content. There's nothing you'll accomplish in your life that's more miraculous than the fact that you're a human being. It's bonkers crazy. Like, it's so rare, like if you care about math, the fact that you're sitting in this place, that you're a human. Like, you could have been a ladybug. (laughs) You could have. Like, you're a human, the most alpha species in the world. Like, you have one life. How you're gonna waste that because of other people's opinions Or your own opinion of yourself that was fabricated by somebody else is something that I'm just not willing to not talk about until I die. And so please, please understand you have one life. Do something with it for real. And especially when we have a moment like this, where this internet thing, like this is like, this will be talked about. This will be talked about in hundreds of years. Like the way the Rockefellers and the railroad stations, and like, this is big, this is real big and you're sitting on it and you're not squeezing the f- out of it on some f- it. So please, do something with your life. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much.
1: Give him a hand, Sydney. Thank Gary you.
0: Vaynerchuk! Thank you, Sydney! Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> T-Rock! Thank you, guys.
1: See ya. One last couple of announcements. Platinum people, just stay where you are. We'll tell you where you need to go.